So I've been threatening for a while to release Etsy part three. Uh, that is um, how to sell on Etsy for van life entrepreneurs and remote workers making money from the road instead of the nine to five ugliness. Anyway, if you're not interested in opening an Etsy shop, you can move on. Although if you sell online at all, there will be tips in here that you'll find valuable. I've done a bunch of it. And so my experience should prove true for you if, you, if you're if you into e-commerce or other kinds of online business. So I'll jump right into it. And these, these are just some tips that have worked for me for selling on Etsy. The first one is with regard to photos. You get 10 photos, I believe, on Etsy for any given product. However many it is, whether they've been in, in, increase that number or not, uh, you want to use all of them. So, you know, even if you repeat a photo, even if you, if the two photos are very similar to each other, you know, if it's a product that just doesn't require many photos, still use all 10 uh, or whatever the maximum is. And of course, it's best if each photo can be more specific and detailed than the last. Uh, so with regard to photos, you want them to be crystal clear. You want close-ups of any issues, I've heard it said, show me the nubbiness. So if you were selling vintage clothing, for example, and you're talking about the beautiful wool, well, get up close with your camera, use a macro setting with your uh, digital phone uh, or whatever camera you're using and make sure you actually show the quality of the wool close up. Uh, the way to do that is to make sure that it's well lit to hold the camera still. If you need to get a small uh, tripod, you know, and, and phone holder, uh, then do that. And I'm talking about phones. If you have a great digital camera and lens is wonderful, use it. But uh, honestly, you know, any phone newer than, say, three years old will have a camera and lens on it that will be just fine. One trick is to make sure that your lens is clean before you start shooting. And just practice, get online, do some some searching, how to take great cell phone pictures, iPhone pictures, Android pictures, whatever. There's lots of information out there. I won't get into it. Some professional photographers now are using cell phones. So there are, there's no excuse to upload terrible photos, unclear photos, blurry photos, none of that. And And you don't have to buy lights. There are lots of tricks for lighting. You can use a regular light bulb and you know put a tissue paper filter over it and get a nice soft light lots and lots of tricks again look that stuff up if i can i'll put i'll put a link into some of that in show notes in the show description here the next tip i have is with regard to product descriptions the secret to really great descriptions honestly is you know beyond like telling every specific detail about the product let's get back to our uh, our vintage wool sweater you know you want to talk about the piping and the collar and the buttons and the condition you know one thing about um, product descriptions you always want to be completely honest don't try to claim that your product is new when it's not or like new if it's not if there's a small you know some wear uh, on the collar or in, in you know in some location anywhere point it out take a picture of it make sure that they know and then you can say but it's not noticeable when you're wearing it or whatever and the thing is people they don't care about minor uh, imperfections they care about dishonesty 
So just be straightforward in your description. Now, I don't, I'm not saying you need to, you know, you made, th- you threw some beautiful uh, um, coffee cups on, on your potter's wheel and now you need to talk about how bad they are. That's not what I mean. You know, I, I just mean that if there's a flaw in a used item or, or, uh, or if you're selling seconds, for example, you know, maybe you got a good deal on a bunch of, a bunch of seconds, something like that. Be honest and straightforward about it. The next thing is, um, is story. And I think I mentioned in the previous uh, uh, Etsy part two, which is episode number 112. I talked about a fella who's, who's doing uh, hand-woven hemp bracelets and necklaces and keychains and fobs and stuff like that. And his story is uh, pretty amazing. He was in the Navy, so he learned how to tie all these knots and he works that into his product. If there's a story to tell about a product, tell it in the description. It is valuable. Uh, people people love it. They, they want to hear about, about the product, about the item. You know, if whatever your background is with regard to whatever it is that you're selling, uh, maybe you know your mother taught you how to how to knit, and these scarves are some part of your life story. Whatever it is, you know, I was at the thrift store, and you know, I almost left, and then I spotted this, and now it's here for you. Blah blah blah. You know, get in there, dig in, learn how to tell stories if you don't know how. Um, it's not that hard. You can learn. Uh, look, look online. You know how to tell great stories, how to write great product descriptions. There's lots of information out there, but definitely get into it. Don't get into this thing of like blue coffee cup, you know, four inches tall. End of story. No, that's not the end of the story. There's way more to it. Get into it, and and you'll sell more product. Is what it comes down to. So, and then of course, specifics about the product, any information you have about the product that you can share, uh, is going to pay off. Uh, let's see. The next one is shipping on time. This one is huge. You know, if you, if you get into Amazon and you, you dig around into, in some reviews, what you're going to find is uh, people complaining about the item showing up late. It's actually that's actually more common on eBay because Amazon's gotten so good at shipping on time. But the funny thing is that you know, like like you go to buy, I don't know, let's say a, a laptop case uh, on on Amazon and it's a four point seven star rating and with twenty three thousand sales or something, and you and you go look at the one star ratings and it'll say, oh, it it was shipped. You know, took two extra days to ship. Well, the person selling that product, they weren't the shipper. <laughs> you know, they might have designed it. They might have had it manufactured. They may have, might have even built it themselves. Um, but they're not the one who shipped it. It's usually Amazon that ships it or a fulfillment house, which I'll get into in a second here. But but uh, shipping is important and people don't understand how that works. All they know is they got their thing late. So when you say ships within two business days, which is that's the kind of options you have when you're setting up your Etsy shop, definitely, you know, if when someone makes a purchase, look at the calendar, look at your watch, figure out what within two business days is. And here's my next my next tip. Ship early. If you've said I'll ship within two business days and you can ship it same day, do that. Okay, ship it same day or ship it within one business day. You know, if it's a Saturday and you can get to the UPS store and and pop that thing in the mail, do it. Uh, they're going to be surprised and amazed. And, and that's another tip coming up here, which I'll get to. 
that kind of thing pays off big time. They're going to give you a better review and you're going to sell more product. They're going to buy from you again, etc. So ship on time. And one way to do that is to use a fulfillment house. Now this gets complicated. One fulfillment house that you can use is called Amazon. Amazon is a fulfillment company. What that means is that you don't have to sell your product on Amazon for Amazon to ship it for you. So how that works is you put 25 uh, hand-knit scarves in a one box and each one has a, um, a product number or whatever their system is for SKUs and make one shipment to Amazon. They receive it. They put it on a shelf. And then when someone purchases the item at Etsy, Amazon gets a message and they take one scarf out of the, your box and they put it in one box or one envelope and they send it off for you. They charge you a small amount for mail uh, for, uh, excuse me, for the shipping cost and the customer gets it quickly. So that's what a fulfillment house is. There are other fulfillment houses. You don't have to use Amazon. Uh, get online and look for e-commerce fulfillment houses, mail fulfillment houses, and you'll find lots of cool stuff about that. It's worthwhile. There can be a learning curve with regard to setting that up. There's some, you'll probably have to use, well, you'll definitely have to use their website or maybe a client on your your laptop so that you can make sure that the orders, uh, when, when a sale happens through Etsy, that the fulfillment house is alerted and all that stuff. So if you're, once you get into some volume, you'll want to use a fulfillment house and that takes the, uh, the pain off of your plate with regard to, to actually putting stuff in boxes. You're not carrying stuff around in your van. You made one shipment to a fulfillment house. And uh, so, yeah, and then it, it arrives quickly. Uh, they don't mess around. They don't ship late. They get stuff done. So that's a, that's an, a valuable thing. Uh, as far as cost of shipping, charge for it. They expect it. You can do free shipping, of course, but add it into the price of your item. Don't take it in the shorts uh, for shipping. And that can get tricky because you can say, you know, free shipping is an option on, on when you set up your Etsy shop. So be careful and pay attention to those settings uh, because you might say, oh yeah, I'll ship for free. And you're in Oregon and somebody buys it in New York and it's the things just heavy enough that now all of your profit has gone out the window. Make sure that you set that up uh, either in within built into the price or that the shipping is covered. Uh, they pay the shipping. You know, free shipping is nice and Amazon um, Prime is cool and everything ships for free and all that stuff. I shouldn't say that, actually. Not everything ships for free on Amazon Prime. A lot of sellers add shipping cost. So, it, in fact, it's actually more common to see free shipping on eBay just across the board because eBay is a race to the bottom in terms of price and, and cost and profit. Uh, eBay can be difficult for volume items. So so point is, uh, make sure you get paid for your shipping. And that'll make shipping you know, quickly and efficiently easier. You won't worry about it as much if, you're, if, if the cost is covered. Some people will say, here's, you know, I'm only charging a dollar for this item plus uh, shipping and handling. And then they charge, you know, $9.99 for shipping and handling. And they paid 87 cents for the item <laughs> and uh, the shipping only cost $2 and all the profits and, the, and handling. And eh, the people figured that out. Don't do that. Uh, I guess you could if you want, but yeah, just be honest and charge a fair price and charge for shipping. So my l final tip is titled Surprise and Delight. 
okay, what does that mean? Uh, you know, I, I, I went to Etsy.com and I found a vintage sweater and I ordered it and I got it and it's nice. That's one story, right? Well, how about this? I went to Etsy, I found a sweater, I ordered it. It arrived with free stickers that are really cool. And it arrived with a coupon for 20% off my next purchase. And it arrived early. I, I expected it to be seven days out, but they shipped it right away. So I got it in four days. Or they overnighted it because there was some problem with the order, right? Um, <laughs> they the, the seller refunded $2 or $5 off my order because there was some problem. Or they shipped it for free, you know? I mean, the, the buyer goes... Jump, has to jump through a bunch of hoops. You know, they bought one coffee cup from you and you sell 15 different dinnerware items and there was a problem with the order and you said, you know what, I'm not going to charge them. I, sh I ship it for free. Those are examples of surprise and delight. You can include a related products list. You could include suggestions for how to use the product that they purchased uh, maybe that's a, a, some fashion tips, you know, if you're, if you're selling clothing, maybe it's your favorite recipes. If you're selling dinnerware, I don't know, you come up with something, come up with some surprise and delight ideas. I ordered an item one time, a book from, from uh, a famous author, and he included a superhero figurine of himself, which <laughs> that, that sounds kind of arrogant as I say it, but Guess what? It's on my desk. <laughs> this silly superhero figurine. And actually, this is someone who's very insightful and helpful with marketing and business. So I'm glad to have it there as an item to kind of fiddle with sometimes. So that's another example of surprise and delight. I didn't expect that, but it just showed up and it's really cool. So yeah, keep that kind of thing in mind. And and then finally, with regard to surprising delight, just say thank you. Include a, a card, you know, that says, "Hey, I really appreciate your business." And even if you just sent an email, right? And and in that uh, kind of communication, you can say something like, um, "I would really appreciate a five star rating." Um, I would really appreciate if you would if you would share the name of my shop with your friends. Here's a link to my shop. Please forward this, you know, in an email that kind of thing. So yeah, that's, those are my kind of top level tips. And that's episode three. I probably won't talk any more about Etsy, at least for a while. Uh, if I got a bunch of interest and a bunch of traffic to these episodes, I might do more. Um, but you can always message me at podcast at vansage.com. And uh, we can talk about your Etsy shop, what you're selling. Uh, if I can help in any way, I will point you to resources, whatever. Of course, take a look at show notes. I'll have some links in here with resources about how to sell successfully on Etsy. And let's see, just real quick. All of the ep Etsy episodes are as follows. They are episodes 103, 110, 112. So actually, this is Etsy part four. I'll probably roll all these into a transcribed blog post at some time or at some point, at some point so that uh, you can get all the information in one place. And uh, okay, that's it. Podcast at .com. Shoot me a message if you have questions or just want to chat. And thanks for listening. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the show. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Camper Van Podcast. The Vansage newsletter goes out every Sunday evening, and if you're not signed up for that yet, well, you're missing out. 
packed full of valuable, fun weekly features, product resources, videos, photography, exclusive content, and other cool van life stuff. It's easy to get signed up, only takes a few seconds, and the link to do so is in show notes right there in your Podcatcher app. And while you're at it, I have a quick favor to ask. Please take a few seconds to send that link to friends, family, post it to your social media feeds, etc. It really does make all the difference and will allow me to continue publishing this show. Okay, that's it for now. Take care. Have fun. I'm glad you're here. Enjoy the adventure. But you treat me so unkind. I see you.